You're listening to the Rack and Roundtable podcast, episode number 56. I'm your host, David Oria, and I'm here with my co-host. Chris Agana, and we have no guests today. Uh, today, we did talk about um, the awesome women's national team over in the Philippines. Uh, David, do you want to say their successes recently? Yeah, man. So they legit just won the AFF Cup, um, which is a huge deal. Never been done before uh, in Philippines history. And they just qualified for the Women's World Cup, which is huge. Like, I can't even begin to describe. <laughs> <laughs> I know because you're, you're a huge soccer fan, obviously. I am. Um, but I mean, we get into representation, we get into like a couple of topics about our perspectives on balance, but it's a really good talk. Just me and David today, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Right. Love you guys. It's like when you see people who are succeeding at that level and we can identify with them, man, it just like, it resonates. What was the hashtag you said? That uh, Yeah. So their hash, the hashtag that they've been repping, they've been repping a couple ones, but one, one that resonated with me was Parasabayan, like, so for the people. You know, I was just like, I was like, ooh, when I saw that, I was just like, yes, let's go. <laughs> like, it, just, it just hit me in the feels, you know? And it's like, like you said, man, when you, when you see someone excelling at the level that they are and they look like you mm -hmm. and they talk like you and also they're like intentionally representing you. Yes. That, that just like, I don't do that just hits or hits me, man. It, it's, I love that. You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. Here's where we all come together, share our stories about our struggles, mindset, and goals so that we all can get to the places we want to go. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. All right, y'all. Dude, this is it's kind of weird. It's just, just you and I, man. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's first time on camera together. Just us. <laughs> oh man dude this is it's it's cool to uh, sometimes uh, not sometimes all the time i like i value these these conversations that that you and i just get to get to share on the uh on the waves of the of uh of the podcast platform or, or whatnot sure. so um but dude this is something that we were kind of discussing offline that's been pretty huge at least in in our community you know and i think i mean it's kind of kind of bad to say i feel like a lot of people didn't even really know about it but um, just as a as a sports fan, soccer fan, uh, it, for myself, uh, I was following this. So for those of you who are listening and don't know, um, the Philippines women's national soccer team just won the AFF Cup, and and a couple weeks ago, they also qualified for the uh, women's World Cup, which uh, both things never been done before, and just awesome that. You know these these women are like repping repping our country. I don't know. Just it made it makes you it made me feel that like sense of sense of pride. Just watching them, also like watching their games. It's just it's kind of crazy, man. That's awesome, and I'll admit that I had no idea <laughs> until I saw David's Instagram. <laughs> but him telling me World Cup, I was like, oh snap, they qualified for the World Cup. Yeah, we made it. But <laughs> but I mean, to me, all I could think is like, man, these girls like are killing it in their passion. Right. And of course, like we identify with them, you know, being Filipinos, being Filipino Americans. It's like when you see people who are succeeding at that level and we can identify with them, man, it just like it resonates. What was the hashtag you said? That uh yeah. So their hash the hashtag that they've been repping, they've been repping a couple ones, but one one that resonated with me was Parasabayan, like so for the people. You know, I was just like, I was like, ooh, when I saw that, I was just like, yes, let's go. <laughs> like, it, just, it just hit me in the feels, you know? And it's like, like you said, man, when you, when you see someone excelling 
at the level that they are and they look like you Mm -hmm. and they talk like you and also they're like intentionally representing you yes that that just like i don't do that just hits or hits me man it's i love that i know man you can't help but like um relate you know what i mean you can't just you you look at them and you're like because it's not something we see often you're right and that's not just in like sports but like different media right things that we consume every day when you see somebody who looks like you you can identify with representation i mean that's a game changer motivates you it's like man what can i do that i'm passionate about and succeed in and open a whole new gate you know a whole new arena for people who look like me to succeed in you know what i mean i mean go ahead no go ahead man keep going that was that's great I mean, that's, that's all. I'll go ahead, man. I I think the, what when you were when you were saying that, what made me think of is that as much as that's like it's awesome and it's like an awesome feeling. Sometimes being at that level, you know, kind of feels lonely, especially when there's people at that at that level that also don't look like you you're the first people you're, you're like the trailblazer you know like mm-hmm, you're, the, mm-hmm. you're the first you're the first one to get there um of like your people and sometimes i, I mean i can only imagine yeah you know, i don't i don't play professional soccer or anything like that but it's like i have to i have to like think that maybe it's like an awesome accomplishment too but the road is the road is uh has to be a rough one mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. being the first to do anything you know what i mean yeah. For sure. But I think we can also put in perspective where it's like, so being at the World Cup is a huge stage, but there's other ways to leave a level of success that maybe you can pave the way for people that are within your community, right? Um, For example, if you are in the corporate world and you look around and you become like a VP and nobody else there is, in our case, Filipino-American, Asian-American, like that's your opportunity to bring that to light. Say, hey, there's there's a lack of diversity here you know there's people who are you know just as qualified or whatever and that that's kind of like your opportunity to again open up the arena for everybody else you know share that big cake with everybody else or actually make a bigger cake for everybody else you know what i mean yeah do you think that i mean i think it does but i want i'm curious to see like how you feel about this but that being that person right to to represent like a group of people in, in that type of arena whether it's corporate or you know like you said you're the first person that like look that looks like you that's there does that add on a a layer of pressure where you know you can't you have to like watch where you're where you're stepping and you have to you know i feel like that that happens a lot these days um yeah i think and you mentioned it earlier where it's it's a kind of a lonely feeling if you notice that you are the minority within a group of a group of peers you know what I mean? Um, but that's why it's better. I mean, it's it's something that you can't really control where your leader uh, identifies how you feel and you can be transparent with them and what you think is lacking, you know? So it's, I mean, understanding your situation, and that's a weird balance that I've, that I've noticed. And, and I bring this up because we've been watching a show called um, uh, Blackish with mm. uh, <laughs> Anthony Anderson. And so in that, in that show, it's Anthony Anderson becomes a VP and uh, you know, he's, he's a black male. And his boss and the other people working around them are white, right? And for some some reason, they're always, I know it's part of a comedy and dialogue, you know, but it's like, I'm like, why does he take so much of this crap from them, knowing that he has to keep on like educating them on these things? And it's that weird balance is like, do you leave because you're like, I can't, this, this isn't right? Or do you stay because you know that you are there to make a change, 
right? Not just for those people, so it, it's not really his responsibility to educate them. They need these people should be aware themselves. But is it his responsibility now to help those uh, from his community to be uplifted too? To op- give them opportunities that they might not have if those other people were there. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a, it's an interesting yeah. balance, I think. It, it is, and I I think that speaks to, I mean the type of leader that that you know is placed in that position but also just the concept of like significance almost like yeah getting to the getting to the top is is awesome but what's even what's even better is bringing people to the top with you you mm-hmm. know and it doesn't like and and that doesn't necessarily mean like oh bringing people that look like you to the top but like no like people that you identify with whether it's their work ethic whether it's their um you know their values where they've come from you know what they look like or whatever but just bringing mm-hmm. people that you value to the top with you you know and and um just raising the bar raising the bar is is huge and i think that speaks to like exactly what these these like amazing women did right mm-hmm. they just raised the bar for for like an entire nation yeah. right and just like being able to like feel that is is amazing you know but that speaks to like that need for just people in general you know like mm-hmm. whether it's for your family right whether it's for your family raise the bar for your family bring those people up like you know you're you're like little cousins you know looking up to look looking up at you you know the next generation looking up at you and uh yeah raising that standard for them yeah, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because you say like your little cousin, whoever else, like you just don't know who's watching. You know what I mean? Not in a way where like they're going to criticize you, but it's like you never know who's looking up to you, looking at you, seeking you for an example. So like uplifting anybody whenever you can. And that means like you excelling as best as you can. Right. So it's a responsibility to yourself and to those around you because you don't know who you're paving the road for next. You know, I, I dude, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. You need to just. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's going to benefit from seeing the the growth and progression that you go through and how that will help them in some way or, or some form in the future. But like, I guess I, I want your thoughts, you know, like how does somebody just get to that level of, of excellence or success or excelling in some certain arena, whatever that arena is? Oh, man, I think it is understanding um, whatever situation you're in, whether it's something you're passionate about or something that like your work. Uh, no matter what it is, even if maybe you're not enjoying it, um, just you're putting in that full effort of things, you know, obviously you're identifying your goals, you're identifying your strengths, but at the same time, it's that effort, you know what I mean? It's that ambition. It's like showing that even though someone may not consider this work the most important, the way that I bring importance to it will stick out. You know what I mean? Mm. How, about, how about for you? Yeah, man, I, I totally, I, I see that. I think consistency is probably one of the biggest things, you mm-hmm. know, being, being consistent um, and just accountable to yourself, accountable to like that outcome that you're looking for. Right. So looking, looking at it's like, what does, what do I actually want? Like, what's the outcome that I actually want and how will, what level of consistency will get me there? You know, and normally if you're trying to do anything on that high, high of a level, you know, you're going to, you're going to work. You need to be consistent, even when you don't want to be right. Even when you don't want to be, it's like, um, I forgot who used this example recently, but it's like, um, Michael Phelps, you know, there, I'm sure there were a lot of other things that he wanted to do on a Tuesday, but he was still in the pool. Yeah. But like, look at, (laughs) but like, look at the outcome. Yeah. Right. It's like, he wasn't just some like recreational swimmer or whatever. No, this dude's like a, you know, multi Olympian. So Mm -hmm. it's like, is that like, you got to look, you got to evaluate the outcome that you want and then, you know, understand like what it's going to require to actually, to actually get there. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the, 
the work ethic that you put in, you know, like it's, it's, it's pretty much going to be the end product of, you know, whatever you're training for or you're reaching for. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, do you think that passion and like has to plays that much of a role? Um, what do you mean by that? So like, you know, a lot of people are always like, um, if you have to love it, you have to love it. Mm. Right. But I always think back to like, just that example, right? Like I'm, I'm sure there were times when like Michael Phelps didn't love it. I'm sure there were a lot of times when, when Michael Phelps didn't love it, you know? And so I don't know, it's, it's made me reevaluate, like, you know, you don't have to love every, every bit of it, but like, do you love the outcome that it gives you more Mm. than what it, what you're putting in, you know? Mm. But that kind of almost like, like where you're like, you like the outcome, but the work maybe you're not enjoying as much. I mean, isn't it where uh, enjoy the journey? Before, you know what I mean? Over yeah. It's it, but I, I think by bringing up both those aspects is for me. I think one of the things that we emphasize a lot on this platform and also in our mindset is balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mentioned earlier because like me, you know, when you said that, what if you're not enjoying the journey as much, or you know, you really enjoy the end result? But it's like if if it's if if you're not enjoying it. It, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you're like, if you're like, okay, I'm enjoying this, but I don't think it's going to get me where I need to be. Then that's when you have to reconsider it. So it's a lot of, I think it's a lot of balance, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, what do you think? I don't know, man. Recently I've ha- like my, my thoughts on balance have, have changed a lot. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. My thoughts on balance have, have changed a lot. Right. Cause when you think about it, like, we can even relate it back to like our original like topic. Right. So like these, these women, this team, mm-hmm. right. How much balance do you think they actually experienced on their road to qualifying for the world cup? Probably not a lot. Mm. Like probably like they probably had like lack of balance, like an extreme lack of balance, like all the time training all the time at these games, traveling to different countries, playing these different in these different stadiums. Right. And you see that with like NBA players too, right? They are like literally all the time just going and traveling and playing the um, playing games. And it's like, there's almost like an inherent lack of balance when someone's trying to achieve something at that level. Right. Yeah. I guess my question for you would be like, I guess are we defining balance the same way? You know what I mean? Mm, Whereas like, whereas like how I'm seeing balance is that, if yeah, the, the journey there was difficult, were they enjoying it as much? Um, I don't know. Cause if, which, if you weren't enjoying it, then why would you keep going? You know what I mean? I, yeah. You know that you'll, you'll enjoy the victory, but if like, you're not enjoying the camaraderie among teammates, you're not enjoying the sport, you're not enjoying the, the passion of competitiveness, you know? Um, I feel like those who don't have some kind of balance of enjoying that wouldn't, what probably wouldn't even win, wouldn't make it there. You know, I think of basketball players who hate playing with each other and uh, mm, you don't often see point. them succeeding, you know what I mean? That's Not to point. mention any names, Brooklyn Nets, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he went there, he went there. Sorry, it's just, I mean, if, if there's something that's messing up the balance and the chemistry, then it's going to show in the end product. I'm pretty sure these girls enjoy playing with each other and enjoy the game. They enjoy the uh, competitiveness, you know, representing their country, but at the same time traveling, you know, the adversity, whatever else they face was something they didn't enjoy. Um, but I think that's where I'm, I wanted to find balance a little bit. What, what, but what do you, what were you saying as far as the, the shift of your idea on balance, I guess? Yeah. I think it's like when, Cause the, ba- I, I guess, yeah. When we talk about balance, right. Um, 
you know, balance for, at least when we normally have conversations like balance in life, right? Mm-hmm. Balance in life. Like for example, your time with your family, your time doing oh, work, I see. your time doing this or, and, and I don't necessarily mean like my love for something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean like that type of balance, because the thing is um, there's a point I think when people are kind of on this road to like excelling at some, at that high, high of a level, you like fall in love with the grind. You mm. fall in, you fall in love with the lack of balance, right? Because it's causing something, right? Like you said, it's causing this change in chemistry. It's changing. It's causing this feeling of just growth and excelling, right? Um, you're, you're feeling, you're feeling like you're getting better. You're leveling up. And that, that feeling is infectious. And maybe sometimes in the process, you fall in love with that feeling. You fall in love with that, that lack of balance that's getting you there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's where the difference was, was where you were like the balance oh, right. of right, like, right, right. Your, your time and also different, different things. So I, I get, I understand that your perspective on that for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes I feel like that, that passion, sometimes it's not, Sometimes that passion grows, right? Mm. That, that passion can grow, um, but it can grow in like different areas, not necessarily passion for, um, like I said, uh, the passion can grow in terms of like, you're more passionate about like the work that you're doing. You're more passionate about the grind. You're more passionate about like, like the hurt, the soreness, you know, that you feel after every like training session or something like that. That That's mm-hmm. what really what gets you through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know what your, your work's going to lead you to, I guess, you know, Um, I guess a question that I have is uh, with passion, like, for example, a lot of people always say you should always work in in your passion, you know, which isn't something I always agree with, because sometimes that's not where your career is going to lead you to. Um, But what I do want to argue is that you make time for whatever your passion is and putting an effort to discover your passion. I don't want people to be like, well, you know, I don't think my passion is what I'm passionate about is significant or that I don't have time to think about what I'm passionate about or or I'd rather just this relax and, and not think about things. You know what I mean? Like when they're on yeah. their off time. So it's either if, if you're not going to work within the scope of your, of your passion, I would still, I'm, I still advocate for that. You find a passion or something you're passionate about. So you can dedicate time to that and make an effort towards that just for again, balance of making, you know, having a happier life. What do you think about that? Yeah, man. I think one, one, uh, like I'm reading right now, it's called uh, a book called, um, the powerful engagement and they talk about like recovery uh in an interesting way uh they talk about like mentally you know when you're doing when you're doing things you need your brain and your mind and your even your like mindset your capacity needs time to recover and a lot of that recovery happens like when you're doing stuff like what you just mentioned like your passion right so say you're mm. like working say you're working outside of your passion and you're like grinding 110% like um and you just it's a sprint Right. Mm -hmm. And then where does your recovery come from? It comes from you not doing what you were just doing, but like falling back on something that you genuinely love. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think that's like the perfect analogy. You know, that's your your mental recovery. You're being able to um, like rejuvenate that motivation or your ambition or whatever it is, you know, whatever you need at that at that time. It comes from that. It comes from having something like that. And dude, yeah, I, I encourage people to to find that as well. And I would say that as much effort you put in like scheduling your day at work, make that same um, amount of like energy or like as much time to take to figure out to make time for your passion. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we set so much standards at work, I feel like, and I feel like 
um, especially working from home, I would say with my wife, I tell her like, man, you, you're working harder at home than you would do at the office. Cause in the office, you know, you get sidetracked talking to people. It's like, it's much effort that you put at your work, put in outside of work and what you enjoy doing, man, because it's like, what are we living for? You know, what are exactly. we living for guys? <laughs> exactly, man. I think, dude, I, I use raccoon rounds as like the perfect example, mm-hmm. you know, like that is something that is like my, as much as I like, okay, like, don't get me wrong, like I work hard here, you know, like <laughs> I, we work, we work here, but like this, this work is like, it's the recovery, mm-hmm. even it like it, even though that's sometimes kind of like counterintuitive, right? Like you're working hard still, but like it's, I'm not working hard at work. I'm working hard at this. And this is like what I truly like love doing, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I love working hard, it's still like my part of my mental recovery, right? Like it helps me, um, you know, realize my capacity and stuff like that. So I, I use that as an example a lot. And I'm, and I'm so glad you brought that up because there are times with raccoon rounds, cause it takes work. We know what we do yeah. and we have our lives. Like we have our work, you know, we have whatever responsibilities we have with our families. And there are times that I feel like, man, like this is tough. Like, do I have time for this anymore? Right. And for me, it's like that same thing where it gets tough, but then you think of that end result and why you're doing exactly. it. I exactly. do it because of that one guy who comes up to me like, Hey, I heard their podcast. Like yes. that resonated with me. And I haven't talked to this guy in like two years. You know what I mean? Something like that tells it's- me I got to keep going. We got to keep going. And that's what t- this, this type of passion, I'm getting goosebumps right now, but this type of passion that I'm describing is what I want everybody to have, whatever it is. Right. Yes, man. Yes. That is, that's really what it is, man. That's what keeps you going. Cause yeah, there are going to be days and, and like, you can relate this to, to anything that anyone is doing right now, pursuing actively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like 110%, you know, there are going to be, there are going to be days when like, you don't want to do it. Yeah, man. But like, there, there are going to be days when you just don't want to do it. You don't want to think about it. You know, like those girls who just succeeded, right? I'm pretty exactly. sure. <laughs> exactly. That's what I. That's what I mean, man. Like they're like Michael Phelps. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, Kobe. Same thing. Yeah. There are days when you don't want to do what you got to do, but if excelling and succeeding at that level. And for us, like, I think on this platform is like our success and excelling is like our impact and our reach. If that dream is not big enough, then that's going to overcome like, or then, then your desire to not do it is going to, is going to overcome that. Mm -hmm. But like, if your desire and uh, dream is to excel and succeed in in whatever you do, that consistency is going to be critical because you're going to do it even when you don't want to. Mm Mm-hmm know damn dude that's that's what it is man and like dude just for everybody out there man like that's that's grinding and like you know killing it and whatever you guys are doing just like keep that outcome in mind you know don't don't let that stop you Uh, don't let anything stop you you know if it's that big stay consistent keep grinding and and it's all gonna fall into place remember your why and uh through your fire man yeah let's go (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.